Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, Pacific time. Thrilled to have you along with us this morning. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digit 4 Anti-Aging, these calls could well pop up. They're now archived back 11 years. If, if you're listening to this and it's a podcast, you can pick us up at one seven one two seven seven five eight nine seven two. And when it prompts for the code, put in nine one zero zero two two to join us live. We would be thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education a background background in education, but a huge interest in health, nutrition and exercise going back more than forty years now. In fact, I think we just had our 45th high school reunion, so I know it's been at least 40 years. And uh, you know, I came to the TR90 program through the R90 program, which was its immediate predecessor. That um, program was great, but didn't work so well for me. And that being said when they included the complete program they have now for the TR90 with the shakes and the supplements and um, kind of a rundown, then it really did make a huge difference for me. I actually lost 20 body inches. I didn't lose any weight, but I lost 20 body inches, which is why it's important not to just look at the scales unless you've got a widening scale that gives you the percentage of body fat versus muscle mass and not just the weight. So with that being said, that when you're first starting out that in that TR90 program, that is your one really good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals, taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. If it's not possible, take them with your meals. They'll still, it'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would have been had you been able to take it ahead of time. Uh, Let's see, what else can I tell you? So you're taking your supplements, water, because you need to stay adequately hydrated, and the current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So you need to make sure that you're getting that. And if you're in a humid area, Or if you are exercising heavily, you will need to increase that significantly because if you're exercising heavily, you could lose up to a quart in an hour. And many times when you're hungry, it's actually you're actually thirsty because many times that um, thirst actually masks itself as making your body think that it's hungry. And then that means that dehydration is starting to set in. So drinking plenty of fluid, getting plenty of rest, seven to nine hours of rest nightly, good quality rest, the better. 
with that being said, um, exercise is the next thing to talk about because you want to have 30 minutes of exercise most days, at least five days a week, and it should be moderate to heavy exercise, but you can break that up into three 10-minute chunks, two 15-minute chunks, or a half an hour, depending on what fits your lifestyle. Since these are lifestyle changes, this is something that you want to include into your lifestyle and really make it work for you. Also getting seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and it will give you fiber, especially when you're getting them closer to their original state as possible, meaning that... um, not highly processed. And the guy should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily, and this lady should be getting about 32 grams of fiber. And with that being said, I'm going to jump into the recipes that are actually coming out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life which was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And yesterday I shared a recipe with you that was called balsamic roasted onions. And today I'm going to share the first recipe is pine nut stuffed basil tomatoes. And he's got a note here that if you can find Organic heirloom tomatoes, this recipe is a showstopper. You take one cup of toasted pine nuts, one and three quarter cups of chopped fresh basil, a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil, three cups of cooked brown rice, ten medium tomatoes, salt and pepper. So those ingredients are one cup of toasted pine nuts, one and three quarters cups of chopped basil, a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil, three cups of cooked brown rice, and ten medium tomatoes. Salt and pepper to taste. Toast the pine nuts on a baking sheet or in a cast iron pan in a preheated oven for three at 325 degrees Fahrenheit, just until golden. Toss the pine nuts, the basil, and the olive oil with the brown rice. Cut off the dis- and discard the tops of the tomatoes. Remove the pulp and the seeds. Filling each tomato with the rice mixture, and you can either serve this warm or chilled. The next recipe happens to be roasted turkey breast. This serves eight. The last one actually serves ten, so you're getting um, one tomato per serving plus your rice in that last one. This makes a fine dinner on that roasted turkey breast, and you can serve the leftovers in sandwiches, tacos, salads, and many other side or many other dishes. A four-pound turkey breast with the bone should yield about two and a half to three pounds of meat. Always purchase organic turkey. So four pounds of turkey breast bone in a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper, two medium. Onions, coarsely chopped, four medium carrots, coarsely diced, and three stalks of celery. I'm going to go through those ingredients again. Four pounds of turkey breast bone in, one 
tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper to taste, two medium onions coarsely diced, four medium carrots coarsely diced, and three stalks of celery coarsely diced. Preheat the oven to 325, wash the turkey breast and pat it dry. Place the turkey in a roasting pan, rub it all over with the oil, sprinkle with salt and pepper. Roast until the internal temperature is 165 degrees Fahrenheit on an Insta-Read thermometer. Tent with foil if the breast browns too quickly and add the diced vegetables to the roasting pan about 45 to 60 minutes before the bird is ready. Next item, um, next recipe is lime pecan crusted turkey breast. So here's a different way to serve this, uh, cook this up, and this one actually serves five. Roasting a turkey breast means you'll always have this superfood handy for sandwiches. Buy that organic turkey, and it does make a difference. One and a three-quarter pounds of turkey breast, two medium limes, zest and juice, one tablespoon Dijon mustard, two-thirds cup coarsely chopped pecans, freshly ground black pepper. Those ingredients again are one and three-quarters pound turkey breast, two medium limes, zest and the juice, one tablespoon Dijon mustard, and two-thirds of a cup of coarsely chopped pecans, as well as freshly ground black pepper. Preheat the oven to 375. Place the turkey breast in a roasting pan. Whisk together the lime juice and zest, mustard and pecans, and black pepper. Pack the mixture onto the breast to create a crust and roast until the turkey is heated through and the pecans are lightly browned. Check after 20 minutes. If the nuts don't brown well, put the breast under a low broiler for a few more minutes. And that was that particular recipe. The next one is acorn squash with pineapple. This serves four. Pineapple and allspice bring out the inherent sweetness in the squash. And for this recipe, you need two medium acorn butternut or delicata squash, three, a third cup of pineapple juice, one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, one quarter teaspoon allspice, salt and pepper to taste. Again, those items are two medium acorn butternut or delicata squash, three quarter, uh, a third of a cup of pineapple juice. I don't know why I'm having a problem trying to read that. It makes perfect sense to me when I'm looking at it. One tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil and a quarter teaspoon of allspice, salt and pepper to taste. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Place the whole squash on the baking sheet lined with parchment or foil and roast for 40 to 45 minutes or until tender. Remove from the oven, allow to cool for 10 minutes, then cut in, cut in half horizontally. Scoop out the seeds and reserve them to roast if you'd like. Divide the juice, oil, allspice, salt, and pepper among the four halves and use a fork to fluff and incorporate. Serve in their shells with a spoon. 
So there is that one. Next one is curried squash corn soup. It serves eight. Make this soup with unpeeled organic Yukon gold or purple Peruvian potatoes, but you can use red or white potatoes if you prefer. And part of that is because they have a different consistency than your russets, which are, are your usual baking potatoes. One medium butternut squash, one medium acorn squash, one medium potato, one large red onion diced, one tablespoon minced garlic, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, black pepper, one small leek diced, two tablespoons curry powder or more to taste, two bay leaves, two quarts of soy milk or vegetable sock, one quarter cup dark sherry, one and a half cups of corn kernels, one quarter cup of pumpkin seeds that have been roasted. So I'm going to go read through that for this um, curried squash corn soup so that you've got those ingredients again. One medium butternut squash. One medium acorn squash. So you're using two different squashes here. One medium potato. If they're small, I probably would use two. One large red onion diced. One tablespoon of minced garlic. One uh, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, black pepper, one small leek diced. If you don't have a leek available, I would substitute shallots in for that. Two tablespoons of curry powder or more to taste, two bay leaves, two quarts of soy milk or vegetable stock, one quarter cup dark sherry, and one and a half cups of corn kernels, quarter cup of pumpkin seeds that have been roasted. Start by preheating the oven to 300 degrees. Wash and roast the squash and the potato for 30 to 45 minutes or until tender when pierced with a knife. Cool and then cut in half and scoop out the squash seeds. Use a spoon to scoop out the pulp. Saute the onion and garlic together in oil, add a few grinds of black pepper and the leek, curry powder and bay leaves. When fragrant and soft, add the milk and sherry, add the squash and the potato. Then the vegetable, when the vegetables are tender, add the corn, divide among warmed bowls and garnish with the pumpkin seeds. And that one serves... Eight, it says. So today I've shared with you the following recipes. Pine nut stuffed basil tomatoes, roasted turkey breast, lime pecan crusted turkey breast, acorn squash with pineapple, and curried squash corn soup. Tomorrow I'll actually share with you the next, I think, three recipes. They, they're a little more involved. With that, I'm going to stop there and take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. Remember, at the top of the hour, you need to scoot to Facebook One Team Global Live if that if you're interested in building a new skin business. With that being said, this is Susan Mann for September 27th, 2022, signing out. I welcome any thoughts, comments, or suggestions you may have for future calls.
So there we have it, my friends. Some recipes to really kick the fall off to a good fiber start because all of them have lots of fiber. <laughs> yes, the acorn squash and the pineapple sand is good. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> I was sitting here going, gee, I don't know if I've got those ing- all of those ingredients on hand, but the curry uh, squash soup, that one sounded good too, and I think I've got most of those ingredients. I don't use a lot of, I don't use curry usually. I don't know, I don't know why, I just never got into it. Well, and since turmeric is one of those superfoods, I've been getting better about including it on more thi- in more things now than I used to, just because of the anti-inflammatory properties that are in the curry that are, are in the turmeric that are in the, that's in the curry powder. And then sometimes I actually toss in extra curry powder. So there it is. <laughs> yes, I've used the turmeric. Actually, I got one of those um, red ant, you know, the fire ant bites. And if you make uh-huh. a paste with the turmeric, it really helps pull the poison out and stop the itching. Ah. Yeah, the turmeric is great. I hate it because it gets all over the place, but... If you're careful, um, I put one of those Band-Aids, you know, the waterproof Band-Aids around it, and it helps. Uh But it really does help with with bites, the turmeric. Just a sidebar. That is good to know. I will tuck that into my brain cells for future reference. Yeah, yeah, it really works. Well, I imagine that any stinging... Insect like mosquitoes or even bees, and it probably would work for both those things as well. Yeah, I did it with the bee sting and the and the fire ants. Well, that's good to know. That is good to know. Well, it sounds like we've got a quiet crew this morning. <laughs> Well, we're off to the races. (laughs) We definitely are. And tomorrow you will have me back again, and I will be sharing um, the last of the recipes out of this particular chapter of the book because, you know, I think it's good. (laughs) It's just one of those things. Um, And if nobody else has any questions, thoughts, or comments, I will let you all get off to a wonderful start for this lovely fall day. And I will chat with you again tomorrow. Have a great uh, day, everybody. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.